Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit-Led Hope. My name's Glenn Erickson, and in this episode, we're answering the question, am I growing in the fruit of the Spirit? Or maybe we can even ask it a different way. How can I know if I'm growing in the fruit of the Spirit? Before we look at this episode's topic, I want to take a moment to remind everyone of where we're headed in this series. We're looking at both the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. But I want us to be clear that this podcast is not meant to be all about theory. So our goal isn't just to increase our head knowledge, but to experience growth in the fruit of the Spirit and to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I don't want us to just have this stuff in our head. I want us to be transformed and to actually do the things that Jesus did. My hope is that as we continue, you'll be encouraged as the Holy Spirit transforms you on the inside to have the character of Jesus, and then uses you to bless others as you do the things that Jesus did. I believe that as we continue to submit to the work of the Holy Spirit, many people listening to this podcast will experience a fresh relationship with God. Because let's be very clear, ultimately, we can talk all we want about the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, but really, these are secondary to our relationship with God, and we want to make sure we're very clear on that. Our relationship with God must be primary, and the fruit and the gifts should flow naturally out of that relationship. So, we should always be more enamored with the giver of the gifts than the gifts themselves. And our inner transformation, well, that should be based on our desire to be like Jesus because we see what He's like as we spend time with Him. Starting the next episode, we're going to begin looking at the gift of prophecy. My hope is that by the time we're done looking at that gift, many of you will begin, if you haven't already, to function in the gift of prophecy. You're going to move from beyond head knowledge to actually doing this. And you'll do it in a safe manner because you're committed to your relationship with Jesus. That relationship with Jesus comes first. The giver of the gifts is always to be held above the gifts themselves. And I just believe that by putting Jesus first, you'll bless others because you'll follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you listen to prior episodes of this podcast, you know that I've been emphasizing how we need to grow in the fruit of the Spirit to safely operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And I think that raises a very fair question. If we're supposed to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, how can we know that we really are? And that's what we're going to look at right now. Let's quickly recap what the fruit of the Spirit is as listed in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. The words I'm using are found in translations like the NIV or the ESV. Your translation might use slightly different words that will have the same general meaning. You might use the word long-suffering instead of patience. But uh, just know that the words that I'm reading today from this verse uh, can be very specific to the translation you're using. But this is what we read. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, I think when we read this, it's easy to create like this mental picture that I'm not always sure is helpful. I don't know about you, but when I read a list like that, 
I tend to think of nine unrelated objects. For example, let's say we picture an apple to represent fruit. When I read Galatians 5, 22 and 23, what we just read, it's easy for me to picture nine apples where each have a label. One apple has love written on it. Another has joy written on it. Another may be peace. Each one of the apples has one of those characteristics that we just read about written on it. I think this is an inadequate picture because I think it causes us to take the fruit of the Spirit and put the fruit of the Spirit in nine little cubby holes where we try to work on each one separately. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do. I mean, you know, most of us have areas that we know that we need to work on. So if you're an impatient person, you tend to know it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with focusing on an area where you need to improve. But I think the problem is that dividing the fruit of the Spirit up into multiple pieces can sometimes make it easier to forget that we're supposed to be growing in every single area that's listed. And we see this in the choice of words that Paul uses when he wrote Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Notice that Paul says, fruit of the Spirit. He doesn't say fruits of the Spirit. He treats it as a singular. And I think what this means, for example, is that we're not supposed to grow in patience at the exclusion of self-control, for example. We're supposed to be growing in every aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. I think there is a better way to view the fruit of the Spirit that's more helpful to us. Notice that Paul, when he describes the fruit, he lists love first. And I think that is the giveaway that helps us understand what Paul and the Holy Spirit were trying to say. Let me provide another picture of the fruit of the Spirit that I think is more helpful. So instead of nine separate apples, picture one apple. And now let's cut this apple in half so we can see what's inside of it. So in this picture, we can see the core of the apple down the center. And what we want to do is let's label the core of the apple with the word love. So in other words, love is at the very center of the apple. So what we see then is that the stem and the seeds are contained in the core of the apple. And this helps us see that the apple is nourished through love, and any seeds that are spread will be spread through love. That's the center of the apple. In the rest of the apple, let's scatter the other labels. This means that if we were to consume this apple, we were going to just sit down and eat it, we'd be eating everything else. We'd be eating joy. Let's just list them. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We'd be eating all that. This would be like a full meal deal. Everything is fueled by love and nothing is excluded. Nothing. It's all there. I know that any analogy is limited, but I do think this is a better picture of God's heart for us. For the fruit of the Spirit to grow in really in a healthy manner, it must be founded in love. And I think it's clear that we need to submit to the work of the Holy Spirit in all areas. We let the Holy Spirit convict us, and then we work in every aspect of our lives. Now, in case you think this is maybe a far-fetched picture or something, let me give you some scriptural support for what I'm saying. And to do that, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we call this the love chapter. I mean, this chapter of the Bible is so well known that it's appreciated by people that aren't even Christians. A lot of times you'll hear this in a wedding by people that don't even believe in Christianity. It's just a beautiful piece of literature 
that stands alone by itself, even apart from the Bible. I'm not going to read all of 1 Corinthians 13, but I hope that you would consider just taking some time and reading it on your own and kind of check out what I'm saying here. So, Paul starts out the chapter by saying that love is essential. I mean, we can have spiritual gifts and knowledge, we can do all sorts of good things, but they're worthless without love. That's what Paul says. After saying this, Paul begins to describe some of the attributes of love that sound just like the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, I'm going to read, in just a minute, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 7. And as I read them, listen to how it parallels the fruit of the Spirit. Just kind of in your mind, make those comparisons. So, here we go. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. In just those few verses, I think it's easy to see that love embodies patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We see that love rejoices. It's got joy. Love like that in a relationship brings peace. I'm going to leave it up to you to read 1 Corinthians 13 and then Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and you can determine if you agree with me or not. If picturing the fruit of the Spirit as nine separate items helps you process and evaluate where you are and to move forward, well, then great. But I do think the benefits of seeing the fruit of the Spirit as love, embodying the other eight items, is very helpful. First, it's a constant reminder that God's heart is for us to grow in a broad number of ways. See, all of these characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit, what you find is that they're intertwined and complementary to each other. And the picture of one fruit with love at its core, I think it just helps us to see that way better. And I think this picture also gives us a very easy way to evaluate if our fruit of the Spirit is becoming more mature. What I find is that on any given day, things like my patience can just ebb and flow. My goodness can ebb and flow. My kindness can ebb and flow. So, in other words, it might be hard to identify growth in one specific area because it's kind of a process and we tend to go up and down. We learn things, we unlearn them, we we practice them, we fail to practice them. And if you kind of focus on one thing, you're going to find that sometimes you do really well in that area and sometimes you don't do very well in that area. But if we challenge and examine ourselves to evaluate if we're growing in love, I think that is generally easier because growth in love considers the totality of the fruit of the Spirit. For example, maybe you've experienced something like this. One day, one of my children was struggling, and I was listening to her just sort of fall apart, okay? And in my head, I'm having this non-vocal dialogue, and then what I was thinking just kind of sort of slipped out, like, did I really just say that? My body actions and my language conveyed something very abrupt like, uh, why don't you just suck it up and deal with it? That's kind of like what came out of my mouth and actions. And the moment I saw the impact and I saw how much it hurt, 
you know, I just wish I could have turned back the clock, you know, for do-over. I wasn't being very kind. I wasn't being very patient. Maybe you've had a similar experience. If I was trying to assess my growth in the fruit of the Spirit by that moment, by that action, you know, I, I would have been like at the blossom stage, right, at the very beginning. But that wasn't all that happened. That wasn't the whole episode. Because when I saw her hurt, I immediately apologized. And then we were able to move forward. And I was then able to hear her story. I could empathize and sympathize with her. And I was able to bring to her comfort and peace and even joy. We could begin to laugh about it. And our relationship became stronger. Why was that possible? Because my love for her was demonstrated in that process. One slip in my words and actions wasn't enough to negate the love. You know, if that mistake of mine would have happened, you know, like several years earlier, I would have had a much harder time owning my mistake and, you know, like rebuilding the relationship. But that is what growth in love does. So I encourage you, if you're serious about growth in the fruit of the Spirit, look at the bigger picture. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you grow in love. Everything else follows. As your love for others grows, what you find is that you'll instinctively and naturally begin to have more patience. You'll be more kind. You'll have more self-control. Because all of the fruit of the Spirit is embodied in love. I mentioned earlier that in the next episode, we're going to start looking in more detail at the gift of prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14.1 tells us to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. We just read a part of 1 Corinthians 13, which is the chapter just before Paul starts teaching about prophecy. And I don't think this is a coincidence. It seems clear to me that Paul is accentuating that we must be founded in God's love if we're going to correctly use spiritual gifts. I think that was a clear act by Paul. 1 Corinthians 12 describes the gifts of the Spirit. We read those in a previous episode. 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. And then 1 Corinthians 14 tells how to use the spiritual gifts. I think that was a very deliberate action and laying out of teaching by Paul as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we'll begin to work more on that in the next episode. All right, well, let's wrap up this episode. We asked how we could know if we were growing in the fruit of the Spirit. And the answer, I believe, is to look and see if we're growing in love. Because if we are, everything else follows. If we are growing in love, we're taking on the character of Jesus. Don't worry if you ebb and flow in individual character traits. All of us start as children when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit. You know, you don't get mad at a baby when they fall and they're learning to walk. You know, face it, all of us have moments when we're taking baby steps and we're going to have failures in our character. And this is going to happen through our entire lives. Even in areas that we're mature, we can have setbacks. That's part of the human predicament. But I want to encourage you, keep looking at the bigger picture. This is what gives us hope. When we look at the bigger picture, ask the Holy Spirit to help you grow in love. And then be encouraged. Let hope grow in you when you're aware of an inner transformation taking place. 
And take note when you begin to have more compassion, when you begin to show more love towards others, these things that maybe weren't there before. That's a sure sign that the fruit of the Spirit is growing in you. Take hope in that. And I'm excited for where each one of you are, because I do believe this is a season where as we yield to the work of the Holy Spirit, the fruit is going to mature in a very nice pace. I just believe we're in a time when that's something the Holy Spirit is so keen on doing to anyone that wants to yield to that work that he wants to do within us. And now, uh, here we are at the end of the episode again. Uh, Let me speak Romans 15, 13 over you. So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Until next episode, take care.